0: Ons vir jou, wat nou? The podcast. Strap your boots for this action-packed audio platform where three Safa guys discuss the differences, challenges and adventures of life abroad. Listen in, subscribe and share your thoughts on season one, Die Groot Trek, as these guys unravel the expat life.
1: It's estimated that 3%, which is almost 1.6 million South Africans, are currently preparing to immigrate or have already begun the process of immigration. Welcome to our first episode to the very first season of Ons Voor jou, Wat Nou. In this season, we will look into the phases of immigrating In vandaag kop ons af met stap 1. Today, myself and my two co-hosts Edouard and Syria will discuss the very first step, wil and we will look into the reasons and the motivations of wanting to make the move. How are you guys? it, Corey. Good afternoon Corey. Lekker and you? Lekker boys, Lekker. So to kick off with the first question. Um, there are a lot of reasons for people to make the move to, to leave sunny South Africa. Um, some of the reasons are improved safety and security. Um, for other people it might be a better future for their children. Uh, the trust in the government, declining quality of life. So there are literally hundreds of reasons for people to, to move. So what happened or motivated uh, CAU to, to first think about immigrating? Yeah, so for me,
0: I've, I've, I think I've always had this idea, figure of of. Tapping into the unknown and and this urge of let's say traveling, experiencing new things, meeting new and interesting people, uh, tapping into new cultures. So so that was let's say the main drive of me actually, let's say wrapping my head around the idea of packing my bags and going abroad. Uh, um, that was the main goal and and let's say. Idea of uh, what I wanted to experience. Uh, um, I never had this, let's say, and, and it's almost a dangerous word to use on, on online. But but this in inverted commas, this flee or actual uh, flug, I'm actually that type of idea. For me, it was basically just to experience new stuff, meet new people, and have a good time.
1: Yeah, no, I think. Uh well, me personally, I can also relate to that. Yeah, Like I already mentioned uh, in the previous episode or the intro, I have dual citizenship. So after my studies, I had my first job. Uh, after six months, I thought, yeah, this is not really my thing. And I have this opportunity, which a lot of people want. <clears throat> so I thought, let, let me just give it a shot. So basically, yeah, I found, I, I well, I was 22 or 23 back then. So I called my mom and said hey, uh I think I want to go uh, to the Netherlands and see how it's there maybe for a year and and she was yeah she was a bit shocked initially, but I must say for me also from from that moment uh until I was here was like two months, but yeah, I also never had that feeling of of fleeing of Akful.
0: Yeah, and, and just to add, just to maybe make some <laughs> something online clear, is that I'm I'm saying, or I'm referring to, I wanted to meet new and interesting people, all of that, and and I'm not for one second saying or referring to South Africans, my fellow South Africans, not being interesting or fun people. You know, like that. that no, that's not what at all what I'm saying. I, I think I just wanted to tap into the unknown of new things, new people, things that I'm not used to. I think that was the main drive of me actually, you know, packing my bags and and going and experiencing new stuff and then also to to get the opportunity is is uh, it, you know i didn't think about it twice when the opportunity came knocking on my door
1: yeah exactly it was it was if i understand you correctly more of a adventure mindset than it. Okay. 100% yeah. 100% so.
0: yeah the adventurous of of traveling and and seeing things that, uh, um, you know, like, that, uh, I think as any South African, th- 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 there's two good you will you will, you will sleep blanket, but you always want have. You want a ventersleep bank, but you want a kiss And then will you also a magnet on your ice case where you have the Tower of Pisa so and with your punky, pinky skew. And, and, and for me, that the fainter bank idea has faded. And I want that where I'm holding the tower of pizza leaning towards me so yeah that 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 basically was my, my main reason
1: yeah and, and I think one of the things and it's it's a blessing and a curse but if once you've taken that first step you can't undo it once you've been out there or in one country you can never go back to thinking I just want the life that I thought I would have uh, doing Certain things that that you maybe were used to growing up, uh, which is completely different now. And sometimes I think if I never did it, then I wouldn't know what I miss now. But I think even if you would move back, you will never be able to just think this is it now. Regardless of which country you come from. I think it's just you want to keep on exploring. So that's definitely an interesting point. Edwin, what about you?
2: You guys covered most of it. And the theme is the same. A curiosity is is basically you know is is what drove drove me and and um Levin to actually move abroad we were really happy with the the finter sleepvoinki idea but we were really curious to go and meet other people meet new um opportunities and um yeah we 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 made the move and yeah we'll n- we're never gonna look back and think it was you know it wasn't the right move yeah, there was some challenging times and all of that but our our main idea um, behind moving was always curiosity. Was always about going to, you know, meet those, meet yourself in new new situations, and that's that's why we moved.
1: Yeah, and I think you guys are also a good example of that because you've done that twice. I mean, you were in New Zealand for a few years, and now in the Netherlands. So, so I think you are no better than most. Everything that goes along with it and how to to get things in motion does it get easier the second time definitely
2: not no actually it was actually more difficult the second time we actually made so many nice and, and well nice is an understatement awesome people in new zealand the first time around that when we moved there it was actually very emotional you know almost it almost felt like we're leaving family behind there and um and they're moving to Europe, and now if we were to move out of Europe again or out of the Netherlands, it would potentially feel exactly the same. You know, you meet new people, yeah. You you experience new things, yeah. You uh, learn to swear in a new language, <laughs> but um, it's it's yeah, it's just it's just amazing living abroad. And the one thing that I do want to say is yes, there's many things that might drive you to move abroad. It doesn't have to be good or bad. It it might just be like in our instance. It might just be curiosity, but you're going to move with yourself. And that's the only person that really moves with you. Okay, potentially if you move with your wife or husband, but it's the, it's the two of you or, or just yourself that's going to move. You're going to move to new cultures, to new opportunities. and And your drive can never be, in my mind, and I respect those that have maybe f- fled, but your drive can never be fleeing. Because if you flee, you're always going to flee. If you move towards something, that is a positive mindset. And and that's the idea. So if you move 10 times in your life abroad, great. But as long as you move towards something and not from something.
1: Yeah, so basically just the mindset. You can either flee from the South African government or you can go to a different country because you want a better life for your children. I think that's a bit the, the, the thing that you're trying to say, right?
2: Exactly, and look, I'm trying to flee towards the government sometimes in South Africa because I I just love going to South Africa on holiday now. But now it's for me it's a holiday destination. It's a it's a family outing. We go there and we go and meet with meet up with family. Where okay, the very first time when we moved out of there, it was moving away from South Africa. But again, yeah, it was never for any bad reasons. Um, We were fortunate enough not to have experienced anything really dramatic with uh you know in in our closest circles yeah well we love it abroad but we also love visiting that place so i mean and I call it that place it's 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 like yeah it's in my heart South Africa will always be my heart Afrikaans the uh, Bosfeld, yeah yeah but yeah we will always go back to go and visit and um but moving away from there it was always just curiosity to go and see what what is this global village you know you always see a always see this map actually a map that i'm looking at towards <laughs> now you always see this map and um we wanted to go and experience parts of that map
1: yeah yeah no definitely and i think um, one last point and and Sieger initially mentioned it and you also touched it on now um in terms of this this fleeing or or going for for adventure i think when we we are around the Breivier, uh well in our case now in the netherlands uh, that you hear a people say, we're not flying, but now that it, now it seems quite difficult to go back, and I think I just wanted to put it out there, because I think there are so many people, that can probably relate to this thing, for like myself, I came for, my idea was to be here for a year, it's now almost 10 years, it's once you've made that step, to wherever you, you go, you, yeah, it's not like you don't get stuck, but you just realize that that your life sort of changes or adapts, and, and your plans change. And, and and I think it's it's good to know that there are a lot of people that that has that uh, thing and that they think about it, but they are not the only ones. I think a lot of people um, have that we didn't flee, but now it be, it's becoming quite difficult to go back.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, Corey, just to add what you, you just said is that, look, I think every day that passes, you staying abroad, it gets easier and easier and easier to stay here for the longer term, in my opinion. Uh, some people might experience it differently, but for me, each and every day that passes of you staying here, it gets easier and easier. And and why? I think the reason for that is because it gets more and more familiar. I mean, look at the, the language barrier, like for you, for example, staying in the Netherlands. I mean, initially, let's say the first year, two years, you, you know, you, one struggles to speak Dutch. Obviously, you can understand it, but it, that is one f- aspect and one facet of familiarity like now the language barrier is getting more familiar you know the 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 train system in the beginning is is an unfamiliar familiarity whereas a month later you know the train that you need to take you know the route you know and and so i think that's the message that i want to bring across each day that passes your new foreign environment becomes more familiar to you,
1: yeah. You you become more local. I think just to to wrap up this question or, or this discussion, also something that everyone said, you take yourself with you. So I think if if it's your plan or your idea to to be somewhere long term or indefinitely, I think it's very important that mindset switch of of you taking yourself somewhere. So the the faster or the more your mindset is towards fitting in uh, adapting to the culture the the faster it will feel like home and i think this is something also which we will discuss later on in in the podcast in different uh, episodes but i think that's that's really a very interesting point then before we move on to the second question i have for you guys i thought it'd be interesting just to to share one or two extra facts it said in between 2018 and 2019 the immigration inquiries by South Africans has increased by about seventy percent. So that's that's quite a impressive stat. And then another one which which jumped out to me, uh, and this is something that uh, article that was in Business Tech, and that's estimated by the EoSA, which is the Enterprise Observatory of South Africa, that for every one professional immigrating to South Africa. There are about eight professionals immigrating, so that's that's um, it's quite scary stats. But that's also the reality we we live in currently. So I just thought those are some interesting figures to share with uh, with everyone. Then the second question. So we discuss now what was the first thing that triggered you to to move abroad, but the second thing is so, what was the first steps you took, what was the first discussions you had, and what was a bit the timeline, Edoune, that that you had from the moment that you had this first thought or idea uh, until the, the action you undertook, and how long did that take?
2: I was at university 2010, 2011. It was actually just before I met Laverne. There was a guest speaker, and he and he studied at the same university than than I did a few years before me. And he came back from Dubai, And he gave the speech at the university. And I thought, you know, just listening to him, you know, I want to go and experience that. My first reaction was actually, I want to go and earn that money and tax-free. And um, so I was, you know, I was set for for Dubai. I'm going to go to Dubai. I'm going to go and work there on these massive skyscrapers. And, and, you know, just going to be career-driven. And that's it. Funny thing, in May the following year, or in 2011, I met Laverne. And then I had to make some choices. So, this, what I'm getting at is this actually, this this dream of living abroad came from 2011, but eventually Levin finished his studies in 2015, and we could only move abroad in 2016. So, the first thing again, it, it just came from curiosity. It came from, you know, it triggered, that just triggered my mind. It's like unbelievable how you can study and, 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 and you know, learn certain skills in South Africa, but you can go and apply it all across the world. I always had this thing in the back of my mind that we would go for two years. You know, in the in the early two thousands, if I recall, there was a lot of SAFAs going to the UK for nine months or a year, or I've, I had a lot of friends in the sporting, uh, you know, just playing cricket or whatever, go for six months or seven months. So in the back of my mind, we were always only going to go for two years max. And then we'll go back. We'll uh, buy a house, hopefully cash. That <laughs> that never uh, was the case, or was never going to be the case, because we we probably travel too much and spend too much money. But yeah, so our first trigger was curiosity. Our first trigger was uh, to go and see what this is all about. But in the back of my mind, always we were going to go back. And that might the two questions that you've asked today actually correlates with one another, and which is pretty good. But yeah, that's that's that was our first thoughts: is let's go and apply our skills abroad, yeah. and and was
1: we were always gonna
2: go back, but yeah, it hasn't happened to date.
1: No, and I, I think it's sort of um, ignorance is bliss because I also had that. You you tell yourself you're going somewhere for a year or two years, so it it makes the the leaving part just a bit easier, um, and then. One day when you look back, you realize I've been here now for nine or ten years and you think, wow, where has the time gone? But you also think, okay, so that transition wasn't that difficult because of the initial mindset you had. So yeah, I can relate definitely. Like I just mentioned, for me, it was a very short process. I had the idea. I mean, I was also, it was 2011. I was single. I thought, let me just go and have a look. And two months later, more or less, because I didn't have all the paperwork, I, uh, yeah, to sit again in Holland, was one of the coached winters in years, so it was it was a rude awakening, it was a shock to my, uh, my system. And I didn't know, actually, before then, how light my skin could get, because I always thought, this is my skin tone, but then I realized no, it's just the fact that you're in the sun always, <laughs> <laughs> so that was quite a quite an interesting uh discovery um c so a yeah, and you
0: Corey, sorry, just repeat
1: the question <laughs> <your problem>? yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that happens no so so you after you had that initial thought, um what was the first action, who did you discuss it and what what was the timeline so <laughs>
0: At the end of my university years, I've, I've mentioned it quickly, briefly mentioned this in in the the let's say introduction episode. I, I'm, I studied accountancy and, and later on qualified as a chartered accountant. I think so. So when I did my articles at, at one of the big four firms, they they luckily have this program where you can easily interlink, you know, globally with other fir- other branches of the specific firm. And and I was actually on my way to the Cayman Islands. I had, had something lined up there. And then I was also speaking to to a firm in the UK to to go there, London specifically. And then a new opportunity came knocking on my door a, a couple of months later to, to come to the Netherlands. So I always had this idea of going abroad and, and implementing this plan almost, so to speak, at the end of my article years to execute going abroad.
1: Yeah, so I think all three of us, with or without someone accompanying them, we all made this move quite early on or had this idea quite early on. And I can imagine for, for someone in a different phase of life, maybe having children, uh, maybe even being retired or almost retiring, It's a, it, I think it's a completely different way of looking at it and the different things you have to consider. And I think if there's someone that has an interesting story, would we really like to hear from you what was the challenge or what was the exciting thing or what was your approach? So so please guys get in touch with us and also share your stories with us. At the end of the day, this is supposed to be a platform. And then just for for the, the last part, just a quick uh thing, because I think this is also something and because you've spoken now about us. But also I I, I want to just quickly look at how did your environment react to this? Because obviously this is, this is something that, that makes sort of an outward stain. So it's your decision and your actions, but you have friends, family, parents, uh, siblings that also has to sort of deal with this decision because you're, you're changing their normal way of life. So Edoan, how what what was any interesting or even maybe not interesting, but what was the reactions you had? Were they positive, were they negative, were they supportive? How did you experience that?
2: I think if I have to um just you know sum it all up, it, it's it's definitely supportive. Okay, but there is, you know, with every decision that you make, there's consequences. And um, you know, one of the, the two things that stands out is it's definitely the reaction from my brother's side. You know, we are very close. You know, we, we love one another like dearly and we always support one another's view on the world. And even if the other, other brother is wrong, perhaps, you know, you will, um, you will do whatever to, to just support that view that he's got. And moving abroad, I think that was tough on him, but it was also very tough on me. Uh, luckily, you know, I've, I had Laverne moving with me like my, my best friend and And my wife at that stage, so that was the one thing that was very supportive but very tough to greet my brother and then the other thing I can recall the night before actually going over uh before actually getting on the plane was um having to greet my my mom and dad, and you know this is this is really funny because normally they would tuck me into bed you know when I was three years old or two years old or four years old. uh it didn't happen when I was in high school, I promise you,
1: <laughs> that's what you're saying now. <laughs>
2: But um, you know, I I actually had the privilege of of greeting them in in bed that evening, giving them each a hug and a kiss, and knowing that the next morning we would wake up, we would actually be traveling to the to the airport, greeting one another, and um, me and Levin would then move 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 abroad, and that was really tough. You know, it was always supportive, but it was always that it's it was unknown and was it was like. Probably I felt in in the back of my mind is the questions maybe subconsciously from their side was why do you want to move, you know your family and everything is yeah, but even though they subconsciously I thought there was maybe those questions it was always very supportive from their from their point of view they always just want the best for me and for for Laverne and whoever we meet uh, across our journey
1: yeah and no, no, I think I, yeah again sounds like I'm relating to everyone the whole time but I I'm bad. Sort of the similar thing. My, me and my parents and my brother are very close. You, you sense that they want what's best for you, and sometimes you don't even know what's that yourself. You only start to experience the consequence of this decision once it's starting to sort of take action or take place. And and for me, I think also me and my brother, we still call each other four times a week just to see how is it. Sometimes it's two minute call, sometimes. One of us is the Brian, and you've had too much brandy and yeah, then the other one sort of has to listen to you uh, doing your thing. So yeah, it's it's um, I I can I understand that, and even now after ten years, it's still the same. And and saying goodbye every time when you're on vacation, it it gets easier to a certain extent, but also because you know you're probably never going back, it makes it more difficult.
2: No, Corey, I traveled back with you in January now to to the Netherlands from South Africa. That was probably one of the hardest moments, I think, for you and for me to travel back. You spent a lot of time with your brother and I spent a lot of time with my brother. But traveling back in January just sucked. We knew that we're going back to an awesome place, an awesome country, awesome scenario. But still, having to greet loved ones, it sucks. You, can, no. you can't get around that but no, as long as you're supportive towards them and they supportive towards you it, it makes it a bit better yeah and it
1: really it, you think because i've been there probably twice or sometimes three times a year and you think okay it get it easier but it it doesn't and and the last thing i want to add is um also that that first goodbye on the airport it was like you mentioned the roles were sort of switched because you have all these emotions and you're standing there and you're going out into the world and you're on your own. You don't have a clue of what to expect. But, oh, that was my experience. You try to hold back the tears and the emotions because you need to, uh, or I had the feeling I had to show them, I'm okay. This is, I, I stand behind my decision. Have a smile on your face because you're going for this adventure, even though in your heart you have this, what is going to happen? Ek ek weet nie wat nou op my wag nie. Die trane sit vlak, maar hulle is heelal klaar. So you sort of try and console them by saying it's okay, like you mentioned, sort of reversing the roles. So uh, yeah, see you.
0: Everyone is the tear running your, down your cheek there. <laughs> it's 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 flat it hoor. Ek moet vir jou sê. Ja
1: nee, ons gaan nou laat <laughs> ons we <even> see come vir <laughs> ons te emosioneel raap.
0: Yes, yeah, so when i was 18 years old i had the privilege of of studying at a university outside of let's say the, the city that i grew up in. and and uh I, so i actually went and, and studied at, at porch i was there in the course i was, you were also there and the course i was Padre with me and and i think in my personal situation that was almost the bridge of saying goodbye to my family in a way you know like i think that the the Set up there of you know you going you studying away from home, and as a first year in university, you know the the alcohol open and Heist say goodbye to your parents Sunday afternoon and you drive back and you you tackle Monday morning fresh. I think that that say if that way of saying goodbye and going the the idea of going back for the holiday at your home city almost that was the bridge of saying goodbye. When I initially packed my bags and and came to the Netherlands, it it obviously it, there was a little bit of sadness in me and and you know the saying goodbye was definitely not easy. Not neither for me nor for my parents, my sister, everyone. I think the the excitement and this new adventure, that that positive feeling of that, like what is lying ahead, what am I facing now? What can I now fear? Can't I look You know that I think overruled the the sad emotions completely, but but it is definitely depending on on individual to individual, and 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 also I think you know for for everyone anyone out there listening now, struggling with the idea of yes, but I'm leaving this behind and. Uh, well, I'm never going to see my parents again. That's not true, you know. Like I think technology has evolved. There's, there's so many ways of still keeping into in touch, and um, you know your parents can come and visit you abroad. Uh, there's there's so many options of of you know bridging this long distance type of relationship, and and look, but but family is family, and it's a necessity, and and I can assure you. Now when you do go back for holidays and I think all of us are fortunate enough to go back to South Africa for holidays, you know the time that you actually spend there then and then with your with your loved ones, it's absolutely gold. you know like um, meeting up with friends is, is such a gold element to to share you know how you've grown, take from what they've grown the same the same goes with family you you catch up on elements that you've been missing out on but every second i feel that go that passes when you spend your time there with loved ones over the holiday seasons is like you don't waste a second whereas you know let, let's say for example i was staying still in pretoria you know going for a sunday afternoon braai would have m- maybe just been another sunday afternoon going braai you know talking about maybe the same conversations. So, yeah, in, in my personal view, you know, all topics covered when I am there is absolutely gold, and I, I don't take it for granted.
1: No, that's definitely, I always think to myself, okay, so if I would spend, let's say, all the, the travel or the vacation time, maybe twice a year or whatever, if that's a month, I'd always try to break that down into how many weekends would that have been over the duration of a year and then i just think okay so basically it means i've seen my the people i wanted to see 20 weekends out of the year so if you convert it like that then you think okay but when if i would have lived there i would have probably also seen them so much but only what you just said here that the quality of the time we spend together is just so much more
0: yeah oh, no 100 percent so like uh it's Every second counts type of thing.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Thanks guys. I think this was um there was an interesting discussion. Obviously, we can't keep on discussing well, we can keep on discussing this for, for hours, but to keep it within time. Just to do a quick summary, I think if we look into Motivation. I think there are a million of reasons. Um, I think people listening would think, okay, I can relate to this, but oh, maybe I have point C, D, and Z extra, which we didn't mention. So yeah, there are million million reasons why. And and uh, I think something we also want to to make clear is, regardless of your reason, you don't have to explain it to anyone. You don't have to justify it to anyone. But you do take yourself with you and the approach you have, your mindset, is really going to determine the success and the fun and the exploration that, that comes from this decision. And yeah, we we saw it can take two months from thought to action. It can take a year. It can be something that's always lingering. And then eventually, two, four, five years later, it actually takes place. And then, yeah, it, it does have a response on our our families, our friends, on ourselves. But it's never the end of the world. There's always a next time to see each other. And and it makes us appreciate the quality and the people we do have in our lives. So I think, I hope I've summarized that correctly. I don't know, here if you want to add anything uh, to that point.
2: No, you've covered it all. You've on been I think it's good to say. Good, if I can add
0: one thing. if If someone is, let's say, in the phase of considering and strongly considering coming uh, going abroad and, and you know, setting up, uh, I would say, almost a new life there, if I can call it like that. You know, I think make your choice, execute and implement, you know, the move. Um, you know, the longer it takes, the harder it gets, I, th- I think, type of thing.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, just to, to add on, when you're here for a year or two, you can always make a new decision to go somewhere else or to go back. I mean, the door is never closed.
0: The world's your oyster.
1: Hey, wiser words <laughs> have never been spoken. Thanks, guys. Um, Then, for a bit of a more light, fun part. So, what we said in our introduction, we want to set up the Safa Index. And in this index, we want to compare prices of different things um, across the world. So, we've picked a few countries. Uh, just to give people also... An idea either maybe you're living in Canada or still in South Africa or wherever um, to give you an idea of the cost of living um, in different countries. So our first thing that we we decided to put in this index and maybe something that's very relevant in South Africa but also here when you miss South Africa the Brunavan.
0: Welcome to the Safa Index
1: just a, a, a small disclaimer, these prices are averages. If you here we call your country where you live and we say a price and you think this is completely ridiculous, please feel free, drop us a note, we'll adjust it, we'll mention it. The main goal is just to give a sort of average about different objects in different countries. So yeah, like I said, we took um, the average for this, we took KWF5R uh, and uh, Clippies. And we took every average between those two products. Um, so just to give the the baseline, for us at this moment, in South Africa, it's around 190 rands for, for vein 750 mil.
2: Is this now after the latest budget speech with some more syntax, or was this before? <laughs> the, uh,
1: I don't know. It's... Uh, <laughs>
2: But let's say as a ballpark figure, that's what you're
0: going to pay. Exactly. Yeah,
1: ballpark. Okay. Maybe you live somewhere in the outskirts and you have to add 100 rands for petrol to get there. Um, but so we went benchmark 190 rand. And then we looked at, uh, what, seven other countries. We might not discuss all of them right now, but they will be on our website, in in on the, on the page for, for the Suffer Index and also next to, to this uh, recording or this podcast. So if you look in the Netherlands, um, it's on average about 30, 32 euros for Brannewijn, which translates to around 550, 550 rand. Arabes, this dear word. Yeah, so so think in South is not. Then we looked in uh, Australia. That was quite, for me, that was quite harsh well, the U.K. is also expensive, but I might consider only drinking wine uh, on my on my birthday. There was on average in Australia around, let's say, 52, 53 Australian dollars, and that's around 600 rand. So that's quite steep. You might, you might hide away your bottle if you have one or put it in a safe. <laughs> and then if you look at the U.S., there it's around 25... which, if you just heard, the Australian price is uh, much more realistic. That translates to about 420 rands. So quite steep still, if you have to consider you have to add coke and ice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so just to give you guys a a sort of an idea of of what the ballpark figures are for Brannowain. In the next episode, we'll cover different things. But that's from us for now. Uh, Sie, you wanted to say something. So
0: if I can just add to that that brand index uh, two things. as a replacement, uh, we've found that Napoleon is in Western Europe quite cheap and and relatively drinkable. and then also Torres, which is pretty good and and that comes around to 20 euros a bottle. Yeah. Then if I can also share um, a story or like just a, a quick snippet. So for Valentine's Day. My girlfriend actually got me a bottle of Brannerwein uh, and she imported it from Germany. So I can stay in the Netherlands and she got it from Germany, my favorite brand, Klyptow Premium. And she paid 65 euros for that bottle, excluding the HL cost. So that converts to around about 1,300 rand. And believe me, every sip was worth
2: 63,50 rand. 50.
1: So the, uh, the conclusion of that is, you don't have brand wine in Germany. You
2: don't have a brand of wine in Germany, but you can't buy a Coke Pepsi with
1: lime, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I just
2: wanted to add something, there's the, probably um, outside of South Africa, the best brandy that I personally had was a Metaxa in, in uh, Athens, in Greece. Pretty good, and it's well-priced, so if you guys want to, you know, we can just order, you know, Corey, you can take a bottle, See, you can take a bottle, I'll take a bottle, then we share the, the, the importing costs. And it will work out around about 22 euros a bottle. What yeah, is that, like
1: 400 rand? Kind of like kind of nice, thanks, guys. So that's uh, that's the index for, for today. Um, yeah, guys, thanks a lot for, for uh, being here, for the, having this discussion. And lastly, like I said to everyone listening, this is supposed to become a community and a platform where we share. So either uh, please uh, subscribe to one of the, the podcasting channels, which is uh, Spotify or iTunes, and, and have a look at our website, which is Um That site will be quite bare at the beginning, but it will grow as we grow and as, as you, the listener, grow with us. So thanks for, for listening, and uh, we speak to each other next time. Cheers, guys. Cheers, have a good
2: one. Thank you. It was lekker. Cheers, guys. Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform or visit the website once for your podcast.com.